Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Randy Rainwater is a little bit hoarse. Uh, we think he'll be, uh, he's still standing by. If somebody has a question for him, uh, you can hanging certainly answer it. Oh, he's hanging in there. And we also have Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson with us. So. Let me, let's see. Uh, down on the board, you'll have to punch him up because if I hit him here and put him on the air, there you go, then I would hang up on him when I took a call. So, Kevin, how you doing this evening? Well, guys, this, this is like spring weather. The calendar rolls to March, and it was almost a perfect day today, so I can't be doing better. 70 degrees in northwest Arkansas. It's going to be about 73 degrees um, tomorrow. As people are driving up to the game, they ought to enjoy that. You know, we had the question, Kevin, on Friday. It's okay, if, if I drive up there on uh, for the uh, Kentucky game, is it going to be all icy? As it turned out, it melted just in time for the most part. They were still hanging on. Tomorrow, uh, they could play outdoors, shirts and skins, couldn't they? Yeah, it's, it's Arkansas weather. You know, I drove up Saturday. I went up early. You know, it was an early start, and I went up pretty early, and you know the, the roads were clear, and, and uh, but what a great atmosphere when you when you think about what Bud Walton Arena has done in the last three games there. You know there were some road games sprinkled in there, but you know, it started with the win over Auburn, and then it was Tennessee, and then Kentucky. So you had effectively three top fifteen teams. I think Tennessee actually was sixteenth, but and then number one Auburn at the time. So Arkansas takes care of business at home. You've got the, the senior night uh, tomorrow night. Um, you know, against LSU, a team that's no longer ranked. But when you when you really look at the analytics, when you look at the Kim Palm advanced metrics, when you look at the net rankings, LSU's ranked at slightly ahead of Arkansas in both of those. Um, and we know LSU's a worthy opponent, still a top ten, top five defense nationally. When you look at the the ratings, uh, that's you know we talk so much about Arkansas being a a top tier defensive team. It's really started on that end for Arkansas one. The Razorbacks turned their season around, winning 13 of 14. Uh, but LSU is another outstanding team with outstanding defense, and it's another big matchup. Regardless of the fact that the team's no longer ranked in the AP poll, uh, it was at once upon a time I think it got up as high as 12. But um, you know, this is the fi- you're, you've entered the final week of SEC play. You've given your chance itself, as uh, Arkansas has, to win the league outright or to share in the title. Uh, it's worth mentioning that any tie, I mean, Arkansas could finish fourth. They're assured of no worse than fourth, right? Uh, which would be a double buy into the SEC tournament next week. But Arkansas has assured itself, if it does move up into a tie for first, second, or third, of being the top seed, no matter what combination of teams it might be tied with, because of head-to-head that's already been played out. That means even despite what happens, no matter what happens against Tennessee over the weekend on the road, Win or lose, even if Arkansas lost that game, they'd be three and one against the other three teams that can finish at the top with Arkansas, and that would be better than any other combination. So the individual head-to-head and the group head-to-heads, if Arkansas can get out of the four slot, which right now it would be the two if it ended today, but as long as it doesn't finish fourth, any tie three, two, or one, Arkansas gets the sitting nod relative to that finish. I know that's a little confusing, but that's a fact. But there's no doubt Arkansas has the toughest closing schedule because LSU's good, and there's no guarantee for that game, even though it's at home and the Razorbacks have played well at home. 
then they got to play at Tennessee, and Tennessee hadn't lost a home game all year. So, you know, that that's definitely the, the toughest schedule. If they win those two games, do you think they'll move up more than one in the NET? <laughs> well, you, you you know, they've, they've kind of been inching along there. Somehow the net likes LSU and Alabama better. Those teams they beat certainly, Kentucky and Alabama. went up one. And Kentucky was yeah. number three in the net. They went up one by beating Kentucky. What's that? Yeah. I, I'll tell you what it is. Because some of the other results of some of Arkansas's bad losses continue to get worse. I mean, Oklahoma's not been a good team. No. Uh, Hofstra lost last week to Elon, a team that Arkansas also beat. That's not but very good. But they're and twenty-one fell and ten. Out of the top one hundred net. But they're twenty-one and ten. Hofstra is. They won last night. Right, so, but I mean, they're net. You know, they're outside well, the top one hundred now. Vanderbilt yeah. still on the cusp of being its quad three loss at home, and that's a home loss. It's kind of been oscillating between a. The low end, quad two and quad three. So those things start to mount up too. So even though Arkansas's winning a lot of games and beating these ranked teams, those wins have been at home. There's a little less value, just a little bit, even though the the net sort still sorts it out and it's a positive. But I think some of those losses continue to really dog Arkansas. But you know, Lenardi came out with his update today to his bracketology projections, and Arkansas moved up from a six seed to a five. Um, you know, if Arkansas has a strong week and a strong SEC tournament, I think probably a four is in line. And potentially, if you, let's say that you went out, and, and that includes the SEC tournament, I think you probably flip out a oh, you know you flip a, a, two or a, three a team that, that was a three seed projection yeah. and get in there. Yeah, so. but you know what? When it comes to seeding, it is better to be a six than a five. Because if you're a five, right. you're, you're going to play a four, and then you're going to turn around and you're going to end up playing a number one. Whereas if you're Likely. a number six, you don't have to do that. You you wouldn't you wouldn't play a number one until the regional finals. So that's uh, right. At, at any rate, you'd, you'd rather be a six. So it's nice to keep climbing and say, oh boy, you're a five seed or you're a four seed. Now if you can get all the way to three, that that's a whole yeah. different deal. Yeah. That's where Arkansas landed last year. Arkansas worked its way up to three. And it's so interesting as we talk about this year, last year, you know, that team went on an amazing run, 12 yeah. consecutive SEC wins, 11 in regular season to finish up the league play, and then the first one in the SEC tournament, they were without Jalen Williams and lost to LSU in the, in the quarter, in the, excuse me, the semifinals of the SEC tournament. This team is very similar in the fact that it starts slow, puts together this big winning streak. I mean, we go back to last year, what amazes me is that team had double-digit games where it was down by 10 or more points and came back and won. Mm-hmm. This team doesn't fall as far behind, but it's always in a, it seems like it's always a dogfight at the end, a hogfight, we'll call yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and this team just has the better chess moves. It just makes the better winning plays, whatever it takes. I mean, they're better on the offensive end when they need to be. They're better on the defensive end. It's a 50-50 ball. You go back to this game against Kentucky, Arkansas holds the Wildcats in the last, what, two minutes to 0-4 shooting, force a couple of turnovers. But two of those misses from the field, Arkansas blocked shots. Yeah, blocked three-point shots. Yeah. Three-point shots. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you're you're talking about there seems to be some kind of nuance in how Arkansas finishes games, game to game. You can't predict how they're going to be good. You just know they are at this point. And that's not to say they can't have a lapse. They did at Alabama, but even in that game, I thought it was one of their worst games played, and they still had a chance to win that yeah. game on the road. Um, and, and now, you know, LSU's, not, again, not going to be easy. What's different this time, Xavier Pinson, Arkansas fans have seen him. He's had big games 
against the Hogs when he was in Missouri. And he was not in the lineup in Arkansas. If you really look at that first marquee win when this turnaround began, you had to get on the board at home. It was a 44-point win over Missouri. Then you go on the road. Musselman's out because of the, the, the surgery. Um, and Keith Smart takes over. But Arkansas gets that first marquee win. It was a ranked team. Um, and the first quad one win, it was on the road. And if you remember in that game, Arkansas was down by eight with about eight or nine minutes left and had that 17-3 to run to end it. Yeah. That's right. And win by seven. So, again, they they started showing them a while back, you know, 12 games ago, they're, that they were they would find ways to close games. And I think that's the big thing for this team looking forward. I don't think you can look ahead, even though Tennessee's not lost at home. As you mentioned, Rick, that's a fact. But you know what? You don't bet against this Arkansas team right no. now. I don't. I, I think they find ways to win. I don't know that they won't go undefeated again this week um, uh, to heading into the SEC tournament. What do you think it'll be like tomorrow night when you figure that the crowds have been just uh, – really, they almost remind you of the Barnhill crowds, the three games this year with Tennessee, Kentucky, and Auburn. Can they reach that peak again tomorrow night, even though LSU, they're really good, but they're not they're not number one, five, or whatever, uh, 16. Can they still yeah. reach that enthusiasm level? You know, if anyone can can help generate that kind of a, a crowd, I think it's Eric Melsman doing the extras. He seems to know how to push buttons now. So it's a it's a late start, so yeah, it gives folks o'clock. time to get to the arena. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it is a midweek game, and it it just it, it doesn't have the luster. Is there is there some kind of fan fatigue in in terms of packing the house? There might be, but I, I've got a feeling Arkansas is going to show strong. The Arkansas fans will show up, yeah. um, and I think that that it, you know, if, if there are a few patches here and there, that would be my guess at minimum. There might be a few spots, but there's a, there's a chance they they get it close to that 19, and uh, you know as well they should. You know this is the yeah. this it's is the last, last chance for that's right last one to see it because is it like uh, for a couple of decades there where you're wondering well this might end up being an NIT team we might get another home game this right. is it Arkansas is going to the NCAA tournament. It's all about seeding now. This is a chance to see this team against a good team, by the way. This isn't one of your lower-tier SEC teams, and there's no easy night in the SEC. We know that anyway. But this is a good LSU team that's playing for something. This is a team, again, if you look at the metrics, is actually ranked out of Arkansas. So yeah. there's reasons to believe this is worth going out to see in person. Well, plus, if you want to go to the SEC tournament, it's not a nice drive to Nashville. you got to go all the way to Tampa. So uh, I, right. I would guess that will affect – Arkansas's attendance at the SEC tournament this year, don't you think? I do. But but at the same time, you know, I think Arkansas, it's so interesting now uh, when you look at the – I was looking at the numbers when they, they get these slow starts in league play. The last two years now, when you start looking at mid-January when they start turning things around, they're 24-3 and three in league play mm. to finish out, and they started 2-6. and six. So you, you started slow, wow. but just through a handful of games each season – and then you really turn it on. And I think when you start building momentum like that, your fan base gets excited. And that's why you you feel like they're going to show. You know, you feel like maybe a trip to Tampa might might have more fan, more hog fans than it would in, in years where, you know, maybe they're they're not as strong. But, you know, it's hard to argue Arkansas is 14th right now, back in the top 15, not, not back in the top 10. But as long as early in the year when they were ranked so highly, they just never looked like the kind of team that was – maybe worthy of those rankings, you know, because if there was a lot of disconnect, there were a problem on defense, defending the three, 
they fixed so many of those things. I mean, it's been the best defensive team against the three in SEC games. We know overall the defense has been really good for the most part. We know the turnovers have come down in most cases. There's still some issues there sometimes. And then we've seen the individual improvement of players. So across the board, I think the fan base has a sense going into postseason that there's a chance for something big to be on the table. That's how it played out last year at Elite Eight. That's not to say that you still don't need breaks and some things just to go your way to make that happen. But the way Arkansas is playing, you feel like this is a team that can control its destiny moving forward. Next week we'll be talking about the SEC tournament. We just have a few seconds now, but I'm thinking um, – I don't know if Tampa sold out. I remember the last time I was at Tampa was many years ago, and I was still doing the games then, and uh, it didn't sell out, even with the Kentucky fans usually buying so many of the tickets. So, again, and this is it. It's in uh, Nashville the next eight years after this with an option for the next five years after that. So, Kevin, if you're going to the SEC tournament, enjoy it because it's the last time it's going to be in Tampa for the next 14 years. Okay. Yeah, maybe a Tom Brady sighting, even though he's retired. That's right. Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson's with us. You can call us at 501-661-1037 if you have a question for Kevin. And we'll rejoin you after this on Drive Time Sports. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Hoop Scoop Kevin McPherson is with us right now, and we got a call for him, Dale and Benton. Dale, thanks for calling. Yes, I I got a question about the big kid from North Little Rock. Did Arkansas never offer him, or what's the deal with that? And I'll hang oh, up. No, which, which one did, did right, he say yeah. the name? He said the big kid from North Little Rock. Is that the one? Well, where yes, Arkansas yeah. offered him. He took an official visit uh, to to Fayetteville back in the summer, and he ended up committing and signing with the Oregon Ducks of the Pac-12. And you know, he's teammates with Nick Smith Jr. at North Little Rock, who has signed and committed and signed with Arkansas. They're both were named to the McDonald's All-American team. They're both top ten national uh, ranked five-star prospects. And by the way, guys, yesterday, Nike Hoop Summit, which is an annual, it's a big deal uh, every April in Portland, Oregon, by the way, uh, and it's Team USA Junior National Team. Twelve-member team, uh, both Smith and Ware, were selected to that. So the, the Team USA will play a team of, uh, of uh, four national players. And at that event, uh, in April, so just another feather in the cap for Nick Smith Jr. and Khalil Ware. But Khalil Ware was Arkansas. You know, just repeating it again, he did have an Arkansas offer. He did take an official visit, and he chose the Oregon Ducks. And that's no longer. It's not a commitment. It's actually a signed letter of intent. So he's he's not available to, you know, obviously sign with Arkansas down the road or in the spring. Other than if he got out of his letter of intent or transferred at some other point. Does Oregon's basketball team change uniforms as often as the football team does? You know, that's a good question. I know they they've got some, you know, different looks they like to do for their 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 Nike attire, and you know that's a bubble team, by the way. This year, Oregon is. Uh, uh, they've had some good basketball teams up there, but um, uh, you know where where Arkansas is right now, um, and having been through some of those seasons where they've been on the bubble. And then you look at the last two years, 
you know, and this is not disparaging. I'm not bringing this up because that's where Kalelware is committed to. Um, but when you look at Arkansas and the selling points it has right now, it's why it's able to get still have two five stars, even though it missed out on Kalelware. When you look at when we talked about Nick Smith, Jordan Walsh, and now Anthony Black, we talk about just about every segment. Yes. Here's a guy that I've been saying after that last visit a couple of weeks ago for the Tennessee game that I thought Arkansas was in the best spot that it's been in. I think Arkansas, the, the, the program, the staff, I think they feel as good as they've ever felt about their chances with him. Um, so I think that goes on both sides now. I think for Anthony Black, the six seven combo guard out of Duncanville, Texas, uh, I think from his camp and I think from Arkansas's camp, it's probably as good, good as it's been. And he had a good visit, official visit in September during football season, but I don't think Arkansas was in a spot at that point when that finished that they were in a in a spot where they were the leader. I think there's an argument to be made now that Arkansas might be the leader for his services, and we're expecting a decision sometime, uh, possibly this month, later this month. Um, you know, I wouldn't think it'd be early in the month, but I think we might hear something here in March. Wow. Okay. All right, well, Stan in Little Rock wants to call and tell you that Arkansas is really good but won't win the national championship. But, Stan, thanks for calling. <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing, Rick? I'm doing great, Stan. How about you? All right, how you doing? Who, how you doing? Who's cool? Thanks, Stan. Ain't nobody going to win a national championship with Nola Richardson, man. He don't ever win a national championship. <laughs> they be lucky, <laughs> hey, they be lucky if they make it to a final four. Lucky. Wow. Well, hey, who's cool? Check this yeah. out. Uh, like I told Rick and Randy yesterday, uh, Razorbacks are a great team. I can't take that away from them. But hey, man, they're gonna have, the only way they're gonna have a chance of that. I think they're gonna have a great run of that after the NCAA tournament. They gonna have to win that SEC tournament because they ain't won that in 22 years. So if why they don't win that they? SEC, look, if they don't win that SEC tournament, who's who? They in trouble, man. They in trouble. That's all I gotta say. Who's who? Y'all have a good day. I, well, I try, Stan gets off the air too quick to tell him that the national yeah. championship team and the national runner-up team did not win the SEC tournament. They did not so, win it. No, that's right. No. And the team that did win that's the right. SEC tournament lost the first game in the NCAA tournament. So I, that's right. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So t- tomorrow's senior night. Does JT Note get honored? You know. <laughs> This is one of those interesting situations because, you know, he's he's a basically, I mean, he's a fifth-year guy, right? He's, yeah, that's right. You count the red shirt year, yeah. four years that he's played, but he's going to have yeah. another year if he wants it. Right. And so often the, 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 the way it works is if you've got a chance to play pro ball, you go ahead and go and go make money. Uh, you can improve your stock. Um, it's very rare to improve your stock by staying anymore. It used to be you thought that would be the case. Now they find things to pick at, and if you if you can go, go because your your value doesn't typically get better. But some that's not always the case, and he might be a guy where it actually benefits him to come back. Plus, there's nil money, uh, which is an enticement, right? If it, if the money's good enough there, you can make money and still have it maybe improve your chances to get to the NBA by coming back. So, I think there where there was thought coming into this season that that he's probably done. And I've heard that from that coaching staff, they felt like he'd be moving on. I don't know that, that that's the narrative exactly right now. Wow. And it may play out that way, but I think it's a great question, Rick, because whether they give him a frame jersey tomorrow night or not, I don't. they're not going to close the door on, on, what, on possibly bringing him back or 
entertaining well, not. how yeah. that works for everybody to well, get him back uh, after yeah. the season's completed. So. When when the NCAA gave the extra year for COVID, uh, there were some football seniors that went through the the ceremony senior honor uh, in football and still came back and played the next year. So I'm assuming he could do that, but it would be a real shame for what he's done for the last two years not to honor him and then not come back. So you certainly want to salute him for what he's done, don't you? Absolutely. That's why, I mean, I expect they'll do that. Well, I guess we'll see once it actually happens. Uh, but, again, I don't think that closes the book on anything either way because, obviously, he'll have a decision to make. Um, you know, Musman talked in his press conference uh, at length yesterday saying he didn't want to go into what they were going to do with guys like him and Adiz Tony, D.C. Tony, and talking about the Martin twins who, he, who came back um, and it benefited them, and that was the right decision. So, you know, he kind of left it out there that he's, you know, because – Coaches are in a, st- a tricky spot there. They don't want to hold a guy back if it's time for him to go and they can benefit right. from it. But at the same time, they want to advise them correctly the best they can and say, look, we think coming back's best. So they, it's a fine line there. and You don't you don't want to come across as that coach that's, you know, wants you to come in and, 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 and then keep you there and not help you get to the next level if it's time. But at the same time, that's going to be honest with you and say, look, you probably need to come back. So he's kind of on a fine line there, but I thought Musman did a good job of explaining some players in his past that have really benefited from it. And we'd see, you know, if, if no, what Note is going to do. We're going to find out in a few weeks. But uh, it may be that the best thing for him, is, uh, and he may decide this, he and his family, to come back to Arkansas. Well, if Note and Tony both came back, does somebody else have to go? I mean, they've, they've basically recruited their scholarships, haven't they? Well, they've signed. You know, they've already got five signed. I think That's if they right. get Anthony Black, they will. That's six. Yeah, but there's going to be other movement. There's guys not playing right now, really. Yeah. On, you know, and I and I just think they've got an open scholarship on top of that, and it always works out. Since Musman's been here, at least half the roster's turned over each year. So, you know, th- there'll be player movement as needed. Uh, but I think if you can get Note back and you want him back, I think you take him back. I'd well, say the gosh. Same for Guys fighting for the scoring lead in the SEC? Yeah, I think you take him back. Plus, to have a player like that and Jalen Williams for all these freshmen coming in, it's one thing to say you got all this talent coming in, but a couple veterans make that talent that much better, don't you think? Absolutely. And, and you know, we're talking, you know, you've got Devo Davis in the fold. You've got yeah, Jalen Williams. We'll too. see. Sure. Does, does, does Jalen Williams have an opportunity to move on? He's a guy that if he does, it might be better to do because of his value is going to be higher. The younger they are now, the higher their value are if they've got some kind of a draft grade. Whereas Note might be a little different. He's trying to get a draft grade where there might not be one or improve on one. So we'll see how all that plays out. But if you got Jalen Williams back, Devo Davis and J.D. Note and, and D.C. Tony to go with this incoming freshman class, wow. Um, you know, you, you might be able to convince Stan that Arkansas could win a national championship. <laughs> that could be a tough call. All right, Kevin, thanks a lot. Enjoy the game tomorrow night with Arkansas and LSU. That's Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson. Randy Rainwater's hanging out there. His throat's bothering him, but we're going to be back with hour number three of Drive Time Sports right after this.